Hemshechayim Beis, we're up to chapter 65, which is on uh, page 121. Kuv middle of the second chapter of Discourse 17, Atem <coughs> Just to sum up um, where we're at. So middle of discussion of, we'll call it transcendence. Eremakif. Eremakif, or other, otherwise known as Shev of Kalalman. This is the transcendent energy as opposed to the imminent energy, which on one hand is not, does not permeate and is not internalized basically meaning on the terms of the recipient, that's the key thing to know with Sevev. Like he says in Tanya, it's it's within existence, it's here. But it's not on our terms. So if you want to have an example of Sevev in a person's life, it would be a presence of something, but you can't identify with it or you can't relate to it. So in a very practical way, even when you say Neshama leaves this earth, meaning he leaves his body, the Neshamas are here. But we'd call them makif. They're not primis. When the sham is inside of a body, you'd call it primis because the body sees it and others can see it. Like the Rebbe once wrote to somebody who suffered a loss. and said, you have to remember, they see you, you don't see them. That means they're here. The shamas don't go to outer space. They're here, but they're here what's called makif. Makifin. When something is a primi, means it's sensed in some way on our terms. So if a teacher is communicating an idea and the t- student receives it and is able to internalize it, that's a primis de kamshacha. If the teacher is saying something that does not enter the student or remains hovering, that's a makif de think. Obviously there are many levels in makifim. Here he's talking on a godly level. When you say godliness exists in this world, we're not talking about atzmas now because atzmas doesn't have space and time. The whole thing is like beyond, doesn't need to be present, you know, beyond, not nitfus. But in Seva Mala, if you see the beauty of the world, you could say that's God's presence. Persons can still have free will and say it's nature, like the Alta Rebbe says in Tanya, that anything that doesn't make sense, you call nature. You know, it's natural. What does that mean? It's natural. But that, but nevertheless, there is an obvious order. If a person thinks a little about their life, and they see that they're able to breathe without effort, thank God. They're able to walk, they're able to talk, they're able to do certain things, so a Jew knows that they say, you acknowledge, you make the brachas in the morning, etc. Because you acknowledge, but you, you're something you can talk, you can point to. Because you see godliness within your life. You see the godly energy that's sustaining. You say makif, uh, you're talking about something that is not obvious. Can it be deduced? Yeah, you, so he's been talking here about that level of energy, but it also has an impact on our lives. And the impact that he discussed was, first, we call Makiv Kloli of Ak, which is basically God's desire that He wants the universe. And we're not talking about we're talking about desire here, not the particular instruments the Svidas used to create uh, a fire or water or a plant or a human being. That's already Mamalaklam. So what's its impact? Its impact in general, he says, is a general bitl of the entire existence, and we feel it only as far as we are able to receive life, the life force. The fact that we're able to be alive is itself a sign of some type of impact from, of that level. It's one thing. And then it comes to Nishamis, he said that the, the, main, the impact is Amunapshuta. The simple faith of a person 
the what do you call it? Or uh, the Ava Mishateres, the concealed love, the Mesiris Nefesh, that a Jew is ready to go. That's coming from that power of Makif. So something seeps into existence. Let's put this way. If there was no Ak effect on us, then we would be able to relate again to Mamalakalam, to God's presence in nature, in, the, in, in our daily lives. But not to some type of like going out of a Mesiris Nefesh or Kiddush Hashem or anything like that. Another way of putting it is Nasavanishma, that that which we say we'll do and then we'll understand and then we'll hear. Which is a bitl to the Balarats. That's all from Ak. The impact of Tahiri Law, which is the Mak of Kali before the Tsimsum, is even deeper, deeper level. Is the ability for a person like the Akeda, the ability to give of our bodies. Here there's nothing revealed at all. A body giving yourself of your body. So when you you know a person understands and says, Okay, I want to give my Nishama. But a body, which is Akeda or a fast day or Yom Kippur, that level, that comes from Tehiri Law. Then the Rebbe Rashad moved over to now the Makifim Pratim. That in addition to the general desire for the structure of existence, Hashem also has a desire for each particular world. And now that's what he began discussing. That in addition to the general, you need to have specifics. Because in the general picture, in the general desire, you don't have two things are missing. There's no distinct entities. So if you talk about an interface between us and God, between the, the, between the material world and the divine, that interface, as far as the makiv goes, is a very like, all-inclusive one. Like Amuna, everyone's equal when it comes to faith. There's no such thing as levels. One person has more Amuna Pshutta than another. One person may act on it more. One person may be more revealed. But essentially, everyone has it equally. But then we have a structure called the structure of existence. And here there are distinctions. So just to have the general desire that I want to have a dira b'tachtenim is not sufficient to create a structure like our existence. I gave an example yesterday, which may be very helpful when we talked about the structure. And when you have an, a, a corporate hierarchy, you have a general head, and then you have department heads. If you only had a general head, the departments wouldn't work properly. Each department needs its rotsen, its kasser. And then all those ksarim have a kasser klali, so to speak. So that way it works. Uh, so, so he's discussing how, why the Kesser Kloli, the general Ratzon, is not enough. So one is because you don't have distinct entities. A Chach, Mabin, a Chesed, Gvur, a and so on. And secondly, is because the energy is all there equal. In the Ratzon, everything was equalized by the intensity of the Ratzon of the person's desire. Or God's desire. So in the last chapter... He's added now, he's going deeper. He's saying, to understand, last chapter 64, what we learned yesterday, is that to, to, to further understand, deeper understand, better understand this Drachaprati, so he goes into a discussion of, of, of two types of desire, two levels of desire, two levels of Ratsan. And this chapter 64, he discussed the first level, and now we're going to learn the second. So to sum up the first is that there is an actual Ratzin. The way he defines Ratzin is exactly these words. So it's a very good to underline this line because he says, he defines Ratzin like this. That someone desires something. Till his spirit is drawn to it. And he has an inclination to it. To bond with it, to cleave to it, and to acquire it. 
So that's it. So you see how to hold the process of what, what means desire. Someone wants something. So, you know, we don't think about it much. You want something, you reach out and you get it. Or you said, no, this is not appropriate, so I won't touch it. But a desire, if you dissect it step by step by step, something is, like he says, there's an awakening inside that you desire something. You're then drawn to it. You then are inclined to reach to it. You connect it and you acquire it. That's a desire. No matter what it is, whether it's a desire for wisdom or for an object or whatever it may be. So that's in of Rotzen. So Hatiyev Hamshachal Ezedover. Now, the key thing that he explains in this past chapter, in 64, was in a big long parenthesis that there's really three levels of this desire, or three types. One is we'll call it a desire that has no kavon at all, has no objective, has no intention, has no destination. It's simply an extension of the etzim of a person. The example he gives, the love of a parent to a child and a child to a parent. Sometimes that love is very open and you feel the yearning and you feel the missing and longing for somebody, for the child or the child for the parent. But even if you don't feel it, it's there. It's always there. And when you spend time with your child, you do something with that child. It's not because you have an, some type of goal. It could have a goal, but it's driven because you love your child. So therefore, let's go do something together. Like let's say if you have a business partner, you do something because there's a goal. The goal is to build, to build a better relationship, to trust each other, to manipulate them, whatever it may be. You know, as a child, I'm talking about a healthy relationship. The love is there. It's always there. Again. And he says that's an example for God's love to Nisham Yisrael. No matter what happens, you know, it's a beautiful, powerful piece here. He is all the, brings all the Memor Chazal. That Boni uh, Atem, this is the example, what does he say, the Lashni says? Um, uh, uh, one, and then he says even more, where he says, No matter what. You're my children. They're my children. And Is it possible, God forbid, that a parent is going to say, My child is so bad, I want to change my child for another child? God forbid. That doesn't mean, I'm talking about even in the worst circumstance. So there's So this, this is an example of a Rotson he's not discussing here, actually. This is a Rotson, like he calls it, Bli Tam, or Bli Kavon. Then comes, the one he is talking about here, is one that has Bli Tam, but it has a Kavon. What means Bli Tam? It's not driven by reason. For example, God wants to create the world. So he says, God desired to have a home in this world. That he calls Bli Tam, but there's a Kavon. The kavon is did and then there's a rotsin with a tam. A rotsin with a tam is literally where you, you you're walking down the street, you're hungry, you go into a store and you buy something. That bechal has a reason and a kavon, and and it's very. So here he's talking about the first desire in existence is God's desire for the world, and he says clearly he's not talking about the connection, the rotsin atzmi that's connected to neshamas. So neshamis is just, a, you could almost say the connection to neshamis, is a, the rotsin is a product of the essential connection. Where the rotsin, to create the world, the world is a, is a product of the intention that you have. God doesn't have an essential connection to the world. He has an essential connection to what he desires in the world, which is he wants a dira b'tachten. So the kavana is not in the world, the kavana is transforming a dark place to godliness. Whereas neshamis is an extension of godliness itself. The other Basically, 
Here it's mashma that, that the neshamas are an extension of his etzem. Yeah, the rotsen is that neshamas should manifest in some type of form or shape. Right. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but 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 they reflect the, 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 the essence of the father as opposed to a, an intention. That's what he says here. In other words, if God, look, 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 let's make it clear, neshamas is not God. But if God wants to express himself, a neshama is his natural expression. A world is not. A tree is not an extension of God. A tree has a kavana. I want this tree in order to uh, do something with it. So let's make it clear. We understand everything comes from godliness and everything is rooted in that. And the question is how much of the etzem is reflected in this element. The key thing to remember also that oyer is not like a neshama either. He doesn't say that. You see, oyer doesn't have, in neshama it says in some places, it says, shenashi yesh. Uh, uh, Ur has only the quality that it doesn't have anything but godliness. But it's not of substance. You can't say God desired Ur. Doesn't make any sense. Ur is just, is, is, Ur is God's desire. Whatever he wants, Ur is like the agent that carries it. And Hashem is an entity, but it's an entity like a child coming out of the essence. Now obviously when you really want to analyze it, it's clear that the Atmos in a way, you can't say Atmos needed Nishamas. It's not like that. It's in some way, the Etzem a, a, a part when we say the etzem in his own infinite power is able to give you a piece of himself, whereas the trees and the tables and the stones in this world are not a piece of godliness. That doesn't mean they're not the etzem. They are lakus. Everything about them is not. They're not outside of godliness. But you can't say they are an expression of godliness. You could say I'm sorry. You could say they're expression of godliness, but you can't say they're expression of God. That's what you would say. I mean, I can explain it. You can explain it. The example usually the Rebbe uses is like when you uh, you want a home. Okay, let's go back to a home. I mean, it's an example, not exactly, because the home itself is also, as he's saying here. But you want a home. You want the bricks? You want the wood? You even want the rooms? Or you want the environment that the rooms create for you and your family to have a comfortable place? In this world, the only way to do it is by, by building rooms. So you want the goal within it. You want the spirit within it. But the only way to do it is by, it's not like you want this, the stone is only a means. That's how the Rebbe puts it. The world is a means to godliness. And neshama is an end in itself. So, put it in other words. He, I, I, look, I think that's enough to really explain it right now. So bottom line is, what we have now in the process of, remember, this is the process of how God, the creation process. So in the cosmic order, you have an etzem. Then you have keser. Keser, as he put in cha- chapter 1, the whole Hemshel begins with this. In chapter 1 he says, I'm just going to read a line from chapter 1 because I think it's very vital to get the connection. So he says like this, what's Keser? First chapter. He actually speaks exactly what he speaks about here. He says that there's a Keser Kloli. And then there's a Keser for each level of the world, of the Shtalshlus. So he says like this. This Keser is HaRotzen HaPoshet the simple desire of God to create the worlds. Before the symptom to create existence. And then at each level, there's the rotsen for that particular dimension. Then he says like this. I just want to use the chassidus. He talks about the Eagle HaGadl. The exact map, if you want, is right here in chapter 1. So everything he's saying here is just really explaining chapter 1. That's how you see the link. He speaks about the Eagle HaGadl. And stuff like that. 
all the makifim are rooted in the Eagle Hagadl, in the big sphere. And then he says, like this, Kesha is the interface in every level. See, here's, here's the words. Through the awakening of a desire, so to speak, there becomes a connection between the one who desires and the thing that he's awakened to. And he gives the example. Like a person who's initially you're separate from and detached from anything particular. The Aimle Shaykh's Klaal then awakens a desire within him and he creates a relationship. So without desire, there's no relationship. And then he goes on, Ratzon's Lashem Merutza, and before that, there was no connection. You were just within yourself. And he says the same thing is Lamaila above. That before that desire, there was no relationship between God and existence. On the contrary, he was completely within himself, what he calls Helen Ba'atzme. And he didn't need or require anybody outside of himself. And then he goes on and says, and then, and then when, he, when, a, when a desire awakens, that's when he begins to create a relationship with something else. That's basically... Uh, half of chapter one. So he's really continuing from there. There he actually says there, he speaks about that a person can just be content without desiring anything. Then there's the level of actual desiring. So now we move to chapter 65. So stage one is that there's a desire. Now he's going to go step back. What happens before the desire? So we walk, we walk through the steps. You desire something, you're drawn to it, you go and acquire it. That's a desire that has no that has a kavana, but it has no reason. It's not for any particular reason. It's the desire that comes from within. Like it's a They're drawn. I'm sorry, no, no, no. I correct that. That's not that one. There's a kavana primis, higher than a reason. God desires to have a dirab taqtainim. The example he did use that I thought was, was, was fitting here, but it was not so clear from the summary, that this is an example of, let's say, God wanting Gili Alakus. Why God cries over the Besamigdash destruction. Because there, even though there's a Rats and Atzmi and Shamas, but God wants the Giluim, the revelation. Or we want the revelation. That would be an example, I assume, for the desire he's talking about. Or maybe not exactly, because here we're talking about... Um, not just Giluim, just the desire that he wants Dira B'tachtenim. Okay. So now he's going a step back. Second. Okay, now he's taking a step back and saying, what happens a second before that you become aware that you have a desire? So there's a conscious awareness now of that desire. He's going now a step back. What's the second before that? Really, he's traveling a little into the unconscious. Like, what brings a desire on? You follow? 
That's what we're going to discuss now. So it's going to get a little more subtle and abstract. Here we go. So, getting a glimpse like behind the closed door. And now the beauty of this is that we're not only learning about that God wants the world, God is now revealing to us through Chassidus and through Kabbalah and through all the... that he's telling you even what happened a second before, so to speak. Not a second in time, but a stage before within himself. So it means we have the ability to connect not just with his desire for the world, understand the power of this, uh, Yeah. In other words, not just with transcendence, which is not, we're not even talking about imminent energy. Within transcendence itself, we're going now a step into what is lying behind the door of conscious desire? Slowly. Ach, yes, eight beginners rots and lifne rots and ze. Ach, now, however, or yet, would be better, yet, there's a desire even before this desire. You keep using touching rots interchangeably with desire and will. Isn't there a distinction that? Taiva versus rots? I wouldn't use time ta- for taiva. I would say more pleasure than than desire. Right. See what I mean by desire here? I don't mean necessarily pleasure. Desire, you desire something. Right. Desi- uh, my translation of desire would be the, the truth is there's three things: there's rotsun, chayfets, and taiv and tainug. If you really, chayfets goes usually into rotsun. Chayfets Hashem. Huh? I mean, I'm intentionally deliberately using desire because I think will. Or wanting is, is is weaker. I don't know if it's a. I would prefer. I mean, my understanding of rotsun is more desire than it is will. So then, what's the, the difference between desire and tai and and and, tai, and tainug? Let's talk tainug a moment before nisava. Here he said actually nisava looks like the same thing as rotsun here. Because he says it's the rotsun klali for the worlds, but if you really break it down to two rotsun and tainug. In Samach Vav, he says the following, Ratzah is, a Tainug is just in a contentment. It's you on your own, there's a certain contentment that you have that uh, comes from whatever comes. Either it's an inner contentment without anything, you don't need anything or anyone. Or it's an outer contentment, meaning that after you've gotten something, it gave you a contentment. That's, that's Tainug, as he defines it. Ratzah is Merutza. Ratzah means it's a longing for something. That's the difference. Tainug is a state of being. Rotsun is a verb. It's an action. That's how he explains it. And that's how it's explained in Chassidus. So Rotsun requires some type of, we call it action. The, the will, the desire to create a world. That's why I, I defined it as such. If you want to really break it down. What about time? So here, in this practical purposes, right here, Anasava, if you look at the last chapter... He's comparing it to Rotson. He calls it, that's the Rotson. That's the Rotson for the world. So he's not distinguishing here. He between. Here he doesn't. Earlier he did. If you remember when he spoke about if Rotson gets nothing back from the faculties, what about the, the, the contentment you get? So he says that contentment really goes through pleasure. Because contentment, the word desire is not content. Right. Tainug is more contentment. That, you know, I would think normally t- contentment would be manucha. Tainug would be pleasure. No, that that's correct. Intuitively, you're right, but that's not how Chassidus interprets Tainuk. Chassidus interprets Tainuk the Menucha, like Menucha, Menucha be'etzem, 
Yeah, that's why Shabbos, Tainug, Menucha, it all goes together. It's obviously two different words, Tainug and Menucha. But the state of Tainug... No, but the Onik Shabbos is in real Onik Shabbos. No, no, one second. No, no, no. But you'll have you look at Chassidus. It says Enig Hamorgish and Enig Bilti Morgish. You're talking about how you get there. No, that's how you get it. That's not the the the, the purpose of the tining of wine is not because you enjoyed wine. It's because it wants to get the tining of your nefesh awakened. The truth is, it's just a it's just an, a catalyst. That's what it is. It's not the, you know, it's it's the it's to arouse the einig of Shabbos, which is really an inner contentment, which you may not be able to access without food. That's why Lassid Lavi it says, "Ein achila v'shtiya." You can have the tainug without eating. So we can today. Yom Kippur we could, for example. Yom Kippur you get that tainug without eating. I mean, the point here is really not. It's 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 a legitimate question. I just want to qualify that there are places where tainug and rots not discussed at length. Here. He's speaking, he's, here it's in general terms, he really is not distinguishing. Obviously all this has a tainug within it, and at Nesava, he says clearly Nesava. But if you look, he keeps saying two levels in Ratzin. That's what he's calling this, two levels in Ratzin. Even the Ratzin, where he calls Nesava, that God desires, Giluyim, that he wants Gilu Yalakus, like Dira B'Takhtainim, he also calls this Ratzin here. Let's put it this way, right here he's not really discussing the difference between Ratzin and Tainim, for all practical purposes, you can bunch them as one here. That's why uh, there are places where it's clearly distinguished and, and discussed. Yeah. I, I, just for the record, I would put it this way. No, Nesava, Nesava is God. Nesava, we also say desiring. But, but, but if you speak in general terms, you would speak something like this. Everything starts from Nesava, Kodesh Baruch that God has a, a desire. The Alter Rebbe says, a taiva, there's no kasha in a taiva. It's something within his... Who, blitam. It says clearly, if a taiva kemnish friend can kasha. The main reason for that is because the whole kasha and answers, question logic, comes after the taiva. So how could you ask a question about the taiva? And the sava includes that there should be logic. I'm just giving one explanation. The whole idea of asking questions didn't exist, but the taiva exists. The taiva was to create a world that asks questions. So you can't answer why there's a taiva. If you break that down, that taiva you can call you can call tainug, you can call rot, because it will translate into a desire now that will do something. That rotsen is now going to um, affect and create levels. First, a level of envisioning in his divine presence, divine mind, or divine infinite light, ten spheres, then a tzimtzum, and then a kav. Right here he's talking about the process. He's not really talking about how it's rooted in atzmos. He's talking about the process of the rotsen. How does this rotsen evolve? So, for all practical purposes, say there's a nesava. It's probably even higher than tainug, if you ask me about nesava. Taiva is even more than tainug. Uh, there's a tainug in it, obviously. But rotsen is so-called, we'll call rotsen, let's call rotsen the, the initial uh, tool that carries the etzim downward. It's not the tool of the ten spheres. Like we talk about an artist, an artist has two things working when he's creating a piece of art. His desire for the art and his actual skills. You could have desire and not have skills. Like we, you know, we spoke before, you could have skills and no desire. Let's talk in the human being. You could have all talent, but you're very depressed. He spoke about the illness called mania. 
I asked a few people, by the way, they say that it's, they think that it's manic depressive. But the, what he called an illness called mania, mania, mania. So someone told me, some people, I asked some people, they said mania is, there's a certain manic depressive, a certain depression that reflects itself in absolutely no desire. That a person has no will to do anything. There's a certain form of depression like that. Someone who, know, who knows someone that had it told me about that. Because earlier I was asking the question, what is this illness mania? He speaks about that here? Yeah, yeah, chapters ago, yeah. He mentioned the word. Yeah, more than the word. He spoke about it several times. It's a big thing, yeah. Mania. Uh, yeah, back in, back in. Uh, Before Freud or after Freud? I am Bayes? Yeah, but Alter Rebbe uses mania, and Alter Rebbe is before Freud. So. Mania is not depression. Mania is not depression. Well, you say manic depressive usually yeah. is, the, is the right. The mania is the uh, yeah, but here he means mania is a, is a uh, uh, look the, the, the day they call it bipolar. But the bottom line is that there's a mania they call that where a person is depressed. Anyway, he calls it mania. That's what he calls it. Yeah. Well, you know, you could say the manic part is that he's uh, so manically depressed. He wants everything. He wants to do. Now that's that side. You're talking the clinical. But today's interpretation, the interpretation here would be... Mania is a short form for Oh, not necessarily. Maybe the mania is inwards, that he's so depressed that he just stays in. I don't know what the root of the word manic is. You know, anyway, uh, a maniac, you know. Anyway, the point is, going back here, so right now, for all practical purposes, the discussion of how this Nesava translates into our Ratzon. And we're going to use the word rotsen because when you use tahirila, tahiratata, we call rotsen. Makif keser is rotsen. Remember, keser also has atik, which is which is tainug. But for practical purposes, you're talking about arich. The main part of keser here, we're talking about arich, the rotsen, the desire for the world. So I'm using the word desire. To me, it works best rather than the will. If will, if will works for you, fine. I'm not the locked into it's an English word. You can say whatever you want. You know. I, th- I think desire works. Generally speaking, don't they say well, in the level of the highest levels of Kesser, there's Oneg and Ratzon, not Taiva and Ratzon, they use the term Oneg. Oneg, Tainug and Ratzon. That's Atik, Tainug and Ratzon, yeah. And of those two levels, of the highest levels, don't they normally say Tainug precedes Ratzon? Generally, yes, but in Samaravov and Ayim Bez as well, there's a discussion which precedes which, because there are proofs either way. The maskana is that there's two ways to look at it, <laughs> uh, and generally the maskana is tainug is usually higher, but it's not. But there are exceptions. The truth is the maskana is like this. I, 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 you know what? You send me an email, I'll send you a link to an article I wrote about it and some of above. Yeah, it's basically just remember like this. Remember, it's interesting. Tainug and rotsin are not two spheres. It's all in keser. Very important, like the balshemtov and the magid. Chachm and bina are two spheres. There is a bina within chachma, chachma bina, but keser. Yeah. So if you really want to distinguish rotz and tainug, they're part of one entity. I would call the unconscious force of the soul to get something. So if you break it down, it's tainug and rotz. But if you don't, you're really talking about one force that has. If you start dissecting it, it's tainug and rotz. Chapter chapter forty nine talks about the rotz very very much. The whole chapter. Yeah 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 yeah. Right 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 right. So of course, there's a whole discussion. I, 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 sum it up. Oh, yeah. you know, every class I'd said it except today. Yeah. And you told me you don't like summaries. So, <laughs> so now... Uh, so, 
and the the the, 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 the bottom line is chapters and chapters. Rotson is an example for the is for era sevev, and faculties is an example for era mamala. But the point I'm making here is like this. So really, you have to remember it's all one keser. It's one. Chapters upon chapters, yeah. Uh, Rotson and Keiches Pnimim, the desire and the inner faculties, the imminent faculties are an example for Makif and Pnimi. This is the Rebbe Rashab, whole chapters on this. So anyway, what I was saying here is that you see them as one unconscious force, meaning the soul's unconscious power to do something, to get something. And you break it down, it's Tainang and Rotson. But in general, one reflects the state of being that you are, and the other one reflects the, the being drawn to it. Desire is generally the being drawn to it. The question is, which is the root of which? That's discussed, and if you want, I have, I've written about it plenty. Um, okay. Chapter Samachay. There's another desire before the desire that we just called it. Before he said the two desires have two names. Rotsen Hanelam, Rotsen Agali, or Kayach Rotsen Verotsen. So one is a hidden desire and a revealed one. And one is the power of desire and desire. So now he's going to the hidden desire or the power of desire. That's the parenthesis. Venikar Rotsen Hanelam, or Kayach Rotsen. So we're talking now, as I said, a step before. Is everybody clear what I've said so far? Remember, the reason it's very difficult to understand this or to relate to it is because we don't know ourselves on that level. We know ourselves on the conscious level once we're already pursuing something. It's hard to see yourself, what's going on. Just like we spoke about Chochmah. Remember Chochmah? You already relate to the spark of the idea once you're conscious of it. But the moment the spark came to you and where it came from is something we can't speak about. So we're told about it. Because it's like behind a closed door that dropped in a machshava, a thought, a, a chachma. The same thing is with Ratzin. We, we know when, I, when we want something, we know we want it. But what brought that wanting? And what are the stages that led to that? You know, Science today talks about, uh, neuro, neurologists talk about the neurons that charge and how they get charged and what stimulates them. Well, this is Chassidus doing it in a different way. And remember, Chassidus goes one step that they don't go to. Chassidus goes to the step called the God particle. Everything begins from the etzem. The etzem is beyond expression. Now the etzem wants expression. And that is the beginning of the process that will ultimately become something that we will be consciously aware of. So the Rebbe Rashab is taking us for a trip into the place where the conscious uh, emerges from the unconscious, if you want to put it that way. So we talked about Ratzon Gali. He spoke, it's a Ratzin that has a Kavana, but not necessarily a reason. No reason. Now he's going to Ratzin Hanelam, the hidden Ratzin, and the Koyach Ratzin. It's relationship with desire and Tainug. And Tainug, rather, he doesn't say right now, I don't want to speculate. I have some thoughts, but well, let's first see what he says about desire. You just have to be patient. Let's learn like little children what he says here. Here you don't yet have that the soul is being drawn to any particular thing. In a form of inclination, an actual being drawn to to strongly lust or desire for it. 
Because before we said Ratzon Gole, the revealed Ratzon, already called actual Ratzon, there, there's an actual inclination, you're drawn to it, you desire it. Here, you don't yet have it. So what do you have? And again, we're not going to be able to identify this in ourselves. Because this is somewhat on the border between conscious and unconscious. So I would say you can touch this if you listen closely. But it's going to be hard for you to put your hand on it to say, okay, here's where it happens when it happens. So what is going on in this Ratzon? It was determined and decided. Like Haskoma. He's going to call this Haskoma. By his essence, that it's appropriate and befitting to desire that particular thing. That it's, and, and that it's to come into action. It's that it's fitting and appropriate for that thing to desire that thing that it should come into being. So think of it like. If, you know, we're going to read on, but let me just say that my initial reaction to this would be the second before you desire and work out in your mind a home that you want, your dream home, where you already have, I want a home with these rooms and so on. That's a desire. It's not yet built, being built, but it's a desire. The second before that would be, what awakens a desire to have a home? It would be, I want to have a place... To rest my soul. I want to have a place that's shaped like me. I want shelter. I want the, the security. There, the hachlota has happened. You made a decision. There's a step before that too. You haven't even thought about that. Like you ask a five-year-old child, a ten-year-old child, do you want to have a home one day? They won't even think like that. I mean, yeah, they may say, you have a home, I also like a home. But I mean, I mean, on their own, they're not going to come to it. But you get a little older, you know, you come to a point where there's something in you that wants to have your own domain. But that's not that's a chlata in your view that this thing, this concept is good for you. So I'm just giving my own initial example of this, which is before the state of, okay, now the desire starts taking on shape and form, what is it going to look like, what kind of home, where, etc. And still it's not uh, breaking, broken down into details. It's still all encompassed in that desire. But let's see how, how if, this, if this fits what I just explained to what he says. You don't yet have a rotsen. You see, here's where will doesn't really work. Because will doesn't sound like an inclination. Desire is a driving force. Here you don't yet have a, a will of amshachan being driven, drawn, that he longs for it. Just a heskin bulvad, like an agreement, a general resolution, you can say, a general um, heskim. You're looking for the mania? You can say commitment. That it's worthy to desire this. It's like a desire for the desire, if you want to put it that way. And this heskim, this agreement, this uh, resolution, and determination, maybe determination, that's after he's already awakened. Because if nothing is awakened, he wouldn't have this either. <laughs> Just in case you think you got to figure it out. He says, it's not the Ratzon HaMuchlet, there's another Ratzon HaMuchlet, which means 
a desire, a determined desire, a type of that explained elsewhere, who blee he saved this cloud. That is without any awakening at all. For who mashiyesh be'etzem hanefesh l'tzenus muchlotim matzada etzem. This sounds similar to what he said before by Ratzin Atzmi. This is another level. He's talking not this level. This is that the etzem hanefesh and the etzem of the soul. There are, if you want, that's probably good working there. Fundamental desires muchlotim. When you say Ratzin hamuchlot, Ratzin hamuchlot is an expression that means a desire that is like absolute muchlot. That is Ratzin hamuchlot, a final type of desire, a firm. That's rooted in the etzem. It's not etzem. Shaloi mesayed b'hem. There's no awakening in them. There's no. You don't get. You don't get aroused by them. V'yochalia shaloi mesayed b'hem le'elam. And it's possible you'll never. Nothing will ever awaken from there. Is this? Is the soul because if it's a soul, it has its essential desires within it. The chainus mochlotim that that don't get awakened or may never even get awakened. They're desires that the person can live their entire life and never. You'll never even be aware or conscious of it. They're determined by the essence because of the essence. Like it says elsewhere. He's not discussing that here. What is he discussing here? This strong, firm desire that's being explained here. We're talking about something that emerges after you're aroused by the thing. And the, and the person has by him a shakavitariya, a, uh, a uh, how do you say shakavitariya? Weighing different th- thoughts back and forth. How would you translate shakavitariya? Like an inner debate or inner discussion, dialogue. If it's worthy to desire this or not. And he determined within himself that it's worthy. That's like in the conscious level, though. Um, yeah, I know I called it, but yeah, it's true. Um, this is sounding more conscious, but let's see. I think there's elements of this are conscious, not conscious, you know. Uh, like an like atmos for sure, this doesn't work this way, because what is God, you know. We talk about God consulting with the angels and determining back and forth. But let's see how he goes here. I'm, I, wanna, I don't want to conclude till we read more of it. Yet, this is only a heskim. It's only like, an agreement or a determination, and a resolution, only, you cannot call this an actual desire. Yeah, practically speaking, this would be, if you speak about it on a very simple level, someone comes to you, offers you something, or you yourself start thinking about something, you go back and forth, is it worthy or not worthy? And then you come to a general decision that it's, a, it's, it's worthy. And then tomorrow or the next day, or even a minute later, you start becomes a real rotsen to the, it, could, it could be worthy and you're not doing it anyway. That's on a basic level how he explains it. Obviously, if you really think about it in the source, it's a little deeper than that because that that that, that would be a, that's the way he's explaining it right now. But let's let's continue on. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. And it can take and it can extend several years. Actually, you say the berotsen v'chukamamish till there's to be an arousal in the in the will and in the desire and in the chuka. And a strong um, yearning, longing for it. I would say chukah is longing. And nevertheless, when it does, when it ever does emerge, over time, 
the desire will come, and also the action that it affects, it all... So nevertheless, in other words, even if it takes time, where did it all come from? Because at one point he was awakened, aroused. It was determined by him that it's worthy to desire this. And that's why this Ratzon came. So bottom line, there can be a big space, a long span of time between this Ratzon Hanelam, the awakening that it's worthy, and when you actualize it. But when you do actualize the Ratzon, when the Ratzon starts becoming an actuality, an actual desire, it is rooted when, in that initial place. And actually, you're, when you were 10 years old, you could have thought about something, and then like when 20, you could act on it? I mean, yeah, yeah, something like that. Not just thought about it. We're talking about you determined that it's worthy for you to want this. Pursuit. Yeah, pursuit. and then, then you when do it, then pursue it. Yeah. get married, or want to, I want to have it. And then when it's appropriate, then you drag on. You yeah, let's see, there's a lot of ways to explain this. It's most important to see where he wants to take this. There's a, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of consequences from this, and many different applications. Now I'm trying to let's see where the Rebbe Rashab is going, and then we'll uh, analyze. Because, as I said before, to me, I was, uh, you know, I was speaking more like almost on an unconscious level. Now, as Cheskel uh, just pointed out, it's true. It appears more something seems like you know a simple process we all go through. The point where you're not sure you really want, you go back and forth, you just say yeah, and then at some point you begin to the, the rotsen takes on a real that you're now yearning for it and longing for it. Here there's no real yet longing, it's just you made a determination within yourself that it's worthy. And then you can put it on the back burner, so to speak. So it's all rooted in that original awakening and arousal, but it could be that it'll take time. Now he goes further. This heskim this determination, this resolution, this this determination is called machshava. It's called thought. You can't call it actual desire. The rotsin eshis sinner. Rotsin is the same letters as the word sinner. Sinner means a channel. Right? Kumoy hat sinner. Like a channel. Shuham shacha. Kach inyan harotsin. Just like a sinner. A sinner is when you create a, a, a canal. A pathway from one place to another. Let's say to carry water or whatever it may be, pipeline. a pipeline, right? So it's like a pipeline is, is shoham shachah that is, that draws something, that transmits something. Kachu inyarotzin, same thing. Rotzin is a transmitter. Shanim shechnaf is a dover. So rotzin, think of rotzin like a pipe, like a channel, like a canal that carries, that is drawn to something, that draws is drawn to something. Nafshe, that your nafshe is drawn to something that you want. Yeah. This means that it's in spilus. It's some form of uh, uh, excitement. There's some form of f- uh, movement going on. That in the spirit and the soul he's excited about this thing. In other words, it's not a, a passive state. It's moved by it. It's moved and, and 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 stimulated, you know. It's like there's a stimulation going on. Avol haheskim. However, the heskim, the determination we just discussed, ain't a It's not a desire that has any excitement to it, any uh, stimulation, any real being drawn to it. Kiim machshove. It's only a thought. V'husha huskim, and that thought is that has been determined. V'huchlot and 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 resolved. 
b'machshavte in his mind, in his thought, liyus reitzer to, to desire this thing. V'ubeemig benefesh, and it's in the depths of the soul. Shamuvdul beerech ma'adavel, that's separate, that's entirely separate and apart from the thing, the object that you desire liyus mispal mizeh. It's removed to the point that it's for for it being affected by it. In other words, the rotsen that's already excited or stimulated is closer to it. This state is still a step apart. It's still detached. Though it is the root of the next of the desire that will be stimulated. See, so you see here he's already talking emek nefesh. You know, I think I would distinguish obviously what you desire. You know, if you desire, should I have this cupcake or should I not have this cupcake? And you say, you know what, conceptually it's a good idea. But you, you push it off for a while, and then the rutsen starts working on you, and you get excited about it. That's obviously superficial. But if you're talking about a desire, let's say for godliness, or a desire for something bigger in life, love, building a home, and so on, obviously it touches a deeper part of us. You know, so I think it's distinguished. It's not every stupid little desire we have is, is necessarily to go through all this whole process. It's not relevant as much. But I guess it really fits everywhere. Like it, you know. So what are you learning from a, a machshava of, of a higher level? Just like somehow in, in, in that's what it's called machshava hagduma da'ak. That's, 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 that's what it's going to call it machshava. So we're doing in atzmos, sort of like a higher level within a deeper level within a, whatever that means. Within atzmos is a is a machshava from the, from the previous level to down to the level of what's in, 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 as kesser in the next level down. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's hard to make an analogy. From what we have down here, different levels in Atmos, so this is a very big Kiddush for me. It's not Atmos. We'll be in Atmos. No, we're not. It's not Atmos? No. It's out of Atmos, right? Yeah, we, we talk about Atmos, is very rare in Chassidus, so when you talk about Atmos, it's going to make you clear that it's Atmos. He's talking here already, uh, you're not talking about, I mean, everything is within Atmos, if you wish. If, if you're practically, he's really talking about Ak here. Ak. And maybe to hear your law, and and then the the, the specific retainers, yeah. Who be emek and never shall move the berach. Vahainu sharotz na hagoli. Now he's going. Now this means that the rotz na hagoli, the revealed desire which we spoke about in chapter fifty sixty four, who be madrege benefesh abchinus kiru velapel. It's a level in the spirit that is close to the object or to the action. It could be either way. Yeah. And it's in a form of relationship with it. And that's why it's stimulated. It's excited. It's, a state of, it's in a state of stimulation or excitement. But the resolution, the determination, and the concealed desire, this is in a level that is still separate and apart, detached. He's giving an example now. Valderach Example being, like for example, Valderach, like similar to Meichanimidis, the intellect and emotions shall pitam vidas. The intellect and emotions that work, that are rational. Shakshiroi ezadovra of, that when a person sees something that is beloved, dovra of, something he loves, umeven besichle, and he understands with his intelligence, shadova tevle, that this thing is good for him. He gets stimulated. His love gets stimulated and excited and drawn to this thing, to this object, to this item. 
Now we see. We see at times, even when, though he, though or while he understands that the thing is good for him, nevertheless he does not get excited and uh, stimulated with a with uh, with a uh, with a love toward it. Because he's the reason being because he's distant and separate from the thing. Parentheses. There, in that case, in this case that he's discussing, it's because of hederes kashus, a lack of connection between the two. Like it says elsewhere. Nevertheless, however you interpret it, he's in a state of separation. And therefore, is not excited. You see, that's the distinction. Here, by the Rots and the Heskim, there is a skashus. Meaning, you determined and resolved to desire this thing. It's only that you're not yet excited by it. There, by Meichel Amidus, he's just qualifying there. If you, if you, for example, you can see something that, that you understand is good for you and still not get excited by it. He gave He spoke about this before. Meichel doesn't come yet into Midis. He's just giving an example. He wants to give an example how you could have two stages where you can understand and actually fall in love with it and be and, des- and then be drawn to it lovingly. That's Meichen and Midis. On a higher level, he's talking now desire, which isn't Meichen and Midis. You're talking more on a, on a desire level. We're saying that the same thing is possible. Same thing is with a hidden desire. It's in a high state in the soul. Spirit, separate from the action, from the objective. And therefore, though he's awakened and he's, he's aroused in the, for this thing, he's determined by in himself. He's not excited yet, not stimulated within it. To have an actual desire. It's only that it's worthy of desiring it. So that's a, this, this example. Now obviously, since he's using this example, let's make it clear. That desire is not the emotion of love where you want something for because you know, he's not talking here. He's just using that. The Meichen Amidus is not the same thing as these two levels of Ratzon. Now how do we explain that? Because here we're talking, we're not talking about, I would say a few things. One distinction is Meichen Amidus is, is talking about after there's already a Ratzon. And so on. Uh, so it's really talking about reality, like a real practical thing. You either see something, and you see something, and you say, "I like this," or your mind tells you it's good for you. You're talking about real. Uh, it's much more uh, in actual faculties, whereas desire is more within your consciousness. You're imagining what you desire, what you don't desire. That's how I would distinguish. Because you know, very it's awfully similar. You could just say, "What do you mean?" Moichen uh, is like. The Ratzin, the first Ratzin, and Midas is the second. But we're not talking about desire. Here we're talking, as I said, much more, huh? Much more. What? Both of these levels are within Makshavah. Right, exactly, exactly. And they're more within the souls. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, but let's, let's, play it, let's play it out. Let's say a person's. Um, Let's use an example. I, mean, I don't want to use a, 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 grub, a grub example. Let's use a, a more a subtle example. It's, it's good for him to want to learn Torah. 
Yeah, but let, let's say, let's take that right. Exactly. Let's say you go to a class, you like this class, you enjoy the class. Where's the rotsen? Where, where's the meichen? Where's the midis? That's the question. Okay. So I, the distinction I would make is rotsen is a initiator and a generator of creating realities. Meichen and midis are tools to work within a reality. You understand what I mean? I'll explain what I mean. In your mind, you could say, sitting on your own, I want to learn Ayin Beis. I want to learn Chassidus. That's not playing itself out in reality. That's in your own spirit. You determine, okay, and now you go and start looking for a class. And then whatever. Then you like this class. You don't like this one. You go to another one. Meichen Amidus is already how it plays itself out in the arena of actions. It's not in the arena of your inner desires or not. So it can go both ways. You can walk down the street and see something you like in a candy store, and suddenly your your your, your taiva likes it. That that will obviously awaken in your a desire, but it's not a desire that's coming from any depths of your soul. It's a it's a momentary. Uh, that's where we have to distinguish it. Yeah. It's a whole different story. If it process, that's why I say initiate. We're talking about rotsen. We're talking about a rotsen for a bias, a rotsen to create existence. It's confusing because he mentioned his files in terms of rotsen, but it's really hamshacha uh, after after rotsen is in. Right, exactly, exactly. I just want to distinguish. I want, by me, I wanted to distinguish simply because we live so much on the moich and midis level on, on actual senses. We don't really think about where it all begin from. You know, like. And an analyst will say, you know, why is it when you see a candy store, suddenly your eyes are drawn and so on? Because in your soul, there's something that you identify with sweets. I don't know, it arouses some serotonin in your brain and, and creates a high. You know, so we, we, the thing is, and the reason I'm pointing it out, because I want to just, I want to, I, I want to ground this. How we function, we don't function on this level. We don't think about Rutzen too much. We think, that's why I called Rutzen before unconscious. Obviously, there's a process of how you back and forth. We, we, we function primarily on a functional level. We function very biologically, basically. Rotson, remember, if you talk about, if you talk about uh, biological means survival. What do we do most of the day? We're busy with survival. We're busy with our needs. And then we go a little into, that's nefesh. A little ruach is an emotional life. A neshama is a moichen uh, life. Chaya is rotson. Just if you want to put in the levels of the soul. How many of us think about the roots of our desires, where they come from? No, no, fine. If you think about it in that way, by all means. By the way, listen, spiritual living and spiritual thinking means you're not thinking about my needs right now. You're thinking about the purpose. Why am I here? Look, Mashiach is the same question as why are we here and will this purpose and, and, and realizing the purpose of our existence. That's in simple English, Mashiach. The end of the day. The purpose of all of existence. Why it was all put here in the first place. Those that think about that a lot are going to think about Mashiach because they're going to think, you know, what, 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 what this destination. But but I'm, my point that I, I just simply wanted to qualify because I, I, you, don't, you don't want to schlep Rotson that he's talking here into our simple day to day, you know, uh, pedestrian activities. That's all I meant here. That's all I was saying here. But the example is a good example. So the example is this, except with the qualification in the parentheses, that there there's a lack of iskashas. The reason that you 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 see it's good for you and you have no relationship with it and you don't you're not drawn to it because there's no connection. Here there is a connection. But it still works as an example to tell you how that you could have two stages. So first you have the Nutsunelam. It's separate. So 
So it's worthy to desire, but you don't yet have the full uh, let's call it investment of the desire being drawn to it and all that comes with that. Yeah, that would be the big difference. I would say mid before, if you remember, he spoke about the difference between Midis and Rotson. Because you can see Rotson again has the L words he's using, Hishtekakus, Hispilus. These are words we use for Midis. So I would say the following. First of all, it says in Kabbalah that Midis are rooted in Rotson. Because Rotson is a sinner, which means it's, it runs towards something, is drawn to something. That's, the, that's where the, the Spilus of Midis come from, the excitement that they're drawn. The difference is obvious, is, is in several levels. Rotson is a makif, and uh, Midis are primim. Midas, as I said, are, are, are conscious, defined um, emotions and feelings. The Rotson, even the second Rotson, the lower level, there is already an excitement. It's not an emotional excitement. You're talking about the Rotson now, in, in your mind, is drawn to it. That will awaken a Midah, and then you really get into action. But it's not yet even in that place, that. So even the higher, the second level of Rotson is not Midas yet. Another thing he said, if you recall earlier, he said that Midas are defined by Seichel. You think about it, and then you determine this is good for me. Where where we talk about, let's say, the love for a child, he called that, not Midas, he calls that Ratzin. Because it's a Ratzin Atzmi. That's like, you know, you're drawn to your child. is not, not a Midas they could think. It manifests a Midas, but it's rooted in your connection with your child that's higher than emotions. That's why you're not always... Whereas, for example, uh, uh, let's say, um, uh, an object that you... That you that you that you uh, desire, there, you know, there comes into an actual feeling for it. That's when you have a feeling. You don't have a feeling. It can, be, you know. So desire brings to feelings, but it's not the same. Okay. What time is it now? Ten to ten. The example I've been thinking about while you've gone over this whole thing is like a political platform. Like uh, you know, when the Novada Kahal comes into uh, to uh, to. Uh, <laughs> Being, they have a whole platform of hundred things that they like to do, a laundry list. Things that are proper to do, good to think. Okay, to do. that's good, I like that. The Democratic National Committee, right now in a couple of weeks we're going to have the National Convention. So they have, a, if you ever looked at their Democratic National Committee platform, it's 400, 500 pages, 600 pages. Not all of it, you know, these are things that are proper, good, but they're not yet into, then there's actionable ones. There's 10 yeah, yeah. chosen that they're going to actually work on. Well, I'm skeptical. Does anything come into action at all? <laughs> that's another story. But at least they, they, that's a third Madrega that Iron Bays doesn't talk about. <laughs> promises, unkept promises. <laughs> I got, no, but I got you loud and clear. It's, 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 it's very good, yes. It's a good example where you have, you know it's worthy to do and worthy to desire and wish. But it's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's good. Do you have any of those, Dr. Lang, when you were on the pod? We probably have. You had a long laundry list of things that were probably good for the community. For Nimtza, let's continue here. For Nimtza, Hefers Ben Haskam who, so from the Nimtza, we find from this to conclude the difference between Haskam, the the resolution we said. I like determination, to be honest. Uh, here, I think determination is the right word, but Lerotzen to actual desire. The difference is Sharotzen who am shachas anefesh miyese medes bats musa. Desire is the draw. The am shachas and have the transmission or the draw being drawn. The soul's being drawn to something from a state where it stands bats musa within its own essence. Shahisim of shetes meshum davar, where it was completely abstract and separate from beyond 
Everything. Are you looking for the mania thing? Yes. I'll find it in a minute if you want. It's on the left side of the page. One third of the way up. Since you're looking, I see you're going crazy about it. I'll tell you exactly where it is. It's page 91, chapter 51. Okay. Um, so here's the difference, right? So, so there's a state where you're just in yourself, within yourself, separate from everything. Think of it in a state, you know. It's theoretical. It's something that's good in theory. One second, one second, one second. One second. So this level is that you're already being drawn. Away from your the way you stand on your own. A person is all the way... He's explaining the whole picture now. An individual can be batsmusa. That means when you are completely on your own, you don't need anything, you're separate from everything. Now comes a rotsin, that you should be drawn to something that is from the identity and essence, something outside of the soul, When he desires it, by However, in contrast, I haskim this this uh, determination. that the soul agrees or resolves, agrees that it's worthy to desire a certain item, a certain thing. His mohus, the person's soul's mohus essence, is not drawn yet to this thing at all. What? You have such a desire is the question. Huh? It's only an agreement, a resolution or a determination in the essence. Which will be a source and a root for the desire that will come afterwards in the span of time. As time passes. Nevertheless, with all this being said, it's still a yirida, it's still a descent compared to the essence of the soul. As it is before, prior to even having this resolution or determination. Because that essence of the soul is completely abstract, detached, and negates Anything outside of itself, it's not even a source for for the transmission or for the for the for the being drawn to v'hatia and inclination to everything anything outside of itself. By contrast, the heskim, even the resolution and determination, is already heirodes hamuhus. The muhus already is descending to begin to connect. To connect to something outside of herself. However, it's not like the descent of the essence that comes to the second level desire. Because that's an actual inclination and being drawn literally to that object. However, in the in the resolution and determination, where he did not yet extend, did not extend himself to desire. 
It's only a resolution within his essence. That he will be drawn and achakach to desire afterwards. One second. It could come out later to, to want it. It doesn't mean that, that his haskin is to want it later. Fine. Okay. Like he said before, it may not even come out at all. Right. Yeah. That's the muchlot. No, I'm sorry. Right. That will. Right. Right. He adds here that that later will come. It'll be drawn. It'll extend to actually wanting it. So this now is an interface. This higher level, the heskim, is an interface, a mamutz, an intermediary. Between the etzim of the nefesh, lerotz and goli. See, see, there's where you see the real unconscious power of it. It's an interface between the etzim and nefesh that's completely removed to the actual being drawn to amshachas and nefesh, the joiner. Because do you need, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you need to because as we explained earlier, the Pedic Mem Test, chapter 49. That the Rotson is not a power, a faculty of its own. Remember, it's like the Ur, not like Shefa. All it is, is the inclination and the extension and the, the drawing of the soul outward. All it is, that's all it is. It's the agent of the soul's expression. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, and the soul itself, the spirit itself, is separate from and negates completely anything outside of itself. In order for there to be a rotsen goli, a, a conscious, revealed desire to be drawn to anything, that's through the intermediary interface of this determination. That's still in the essence. It's only a bringing it down one level. This is the interface to bring Ratzna Goli. So basically what he's saying here, which he's going to, I'm sure, going to bring it down in the next chapter, this is all the Moshal, is that Atmos is removed from everything. That where he envisioned and already desired a world and is drawn to it, is Ratzna Ha Goli. Rotson. Then there's a mamutza in the oyer. There's a level of oyer that is just determined. This is the right thing to do. He doesn't call that muchlat. He says and rotsa muchlat, but not the muchlat, not the muchlat. It's a rotsa muchlat. It's a heskim. It's basically oyer. What he's going to call it is going to be the oyer that's before the aleis harotzen, before he actually desired in a very defined way. So it's so it's, there's two makifim right here. You have two makifim. The Rats and Gali and the Rats and the the, the Heskim above the Rats and Gali. Isn't that the level before the Tanya, the level that it doesn't create? I don't know. He has a I'm not sure. I thought about it. I'm not sure. I want to see what he says. The next chapter is going to clarify that. So this is. He didn't spell out where these Makifim are, are yet, but clearly the, clearly he's going to connect it to Ak and Law and so on. The point being, if you recall earlier, a big point was the interfaces that there's two forces. One represents God. Er is an agent of God. Like the examples he gave of the sun, of the nefesh. Rotson is another example. The desire is just... All desire is not a faculty. All it is, is the spirit wanting something. It's an agent. It's an extension of the... It's expression of the soul. That's all it is. Remember, I talked about that servant that comes and tells you, here's a king in the world. Or... Doesn't really matter the, the, the details. 
Then there's someone that comes, then there's an heir, whose focus is the object, which is, we want a world now. We want We want Atzilus Bria. They're both coming from God, they're both heir. But one has a particular mission, and one is simply just an expression of, 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 the, of God's will. So the, as he explained that's the difference between Eir and Shefa, that's the difference between Ratzin and Kaychus. That was discussed at length. Now he's breaking it further and explaining that in that Eir itself, there's the Eir where it's a desire for, the, for something. So it's already connected somewhat to it. And then there's the desire, just the Heskim, which is a Mamutza, that at least he's, he's, got, he's gone a step beyond the Etzim. The Etzim has now began to... Uh, the word I wanted to say began to, uh, um, you know, when you say someone's asleep and it begins to, uh, like, you start seeing, you know, you begin the, the murmurings, the murmurings of existence begin, so to speak, and then that will manifest in the rotsun, actual rotsun. Yeah, kitzur. We gotta allow ourselves to, to crave something. A summary. V'kaidim l'rotsun hagolio askim. Before the actual conscious or or the revealed desire is the determination. They stimulated in something or awakened in something. and determines that it's that it's something that you, that should be desired. This teaches what caused him to be from within. But, but it could have been that he just has a says and then creates. He wants a stepping stone. He wants to have a, an order in this. So, right. So, of course, God can just desire and then create. But we need a struggle, right? But you don't yet have an inclination that is stimulated, a stimulated inclination or excitable inclination. Only that through this, you'll come to a desire of that nature. That's why it's called only thought. Because it's in its essence separate from and apart. Not like the, the lower level, the desire, but there's a revealed uh, revelation of Amshach and being drawn to the object that he desires. Nevertheless, it's still a Yerida, even the higher level is a descent from the essence, literally, that's why it's an interface between the essence of the soul and the Ratzon and, HaGoli. And the Let's put it this way, as doctors, soul doctors, you know, the key to any good doctor is that you identify the exact problem, you don't just solve it in general. By dissecting this, you can like identify exactly where you want to get the connection, where is lacking the connection, you know, is it in the Ratzon Goli? Is it in the Ratzon this? Is it here? So it's really giving us an unbelievable map. No, it says, Herodes Hamuchus. Machshava is lower than the Atmos. Of course, it's a given. But then, right, so nobody's saying that Kyubas Musi Yadayim Yeah. He explained it. I mean, because it's still, it's still not. Uh, it's a lower level from the Atmos that's not yet Makshava. It doesn't mean the Atmos. We're not talking about Atmos in Tanah. We're not talking about Atmos altogether. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a person is for himself, then there's, there's the Heskim, then there's the Ratzon. Three steps. Three steps. So there's no contemplation by the Abish who's in Atmos? Not here. Not in this uh, chapter. There's places for that. Okay, so we did chapter 65, page 121. Through 120, top of 123.